Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And our guest tonight is... Wait. Wait. Where? What? We, we don't have a guest. He was here it's just us. a second ago. <laughs> yeah, he was here. Where'd he go? All right. Come back. <laughs> no, everybody. It's just Father and I, and we don't get to do this very well, it's often. it's not just. There's no just here. It's... It's Father and I. Father Isn't and that I. wonderful? Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets a chance to, to just listen to... Okay, we won't do the just part. That's right. It is, it is Father and I. We're very excited to be with you all. We don't get to do this very often, so we are excited because we get a chance to just kind of come out of our shell and let it go. I know, I know. Yeah, this is going to be good. So tonight we're going to talk about this Asbury revival, and we're going to really just dissect this thing and see what's really going on here. But, of course, everything needs to begin with prayer. And, Father, we always rely on you for that. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father. And we want to thank everybody out there who supports us, who, who's just constant support of what we're trying to do here with the U.S. Grace Force podcast. At the time we record this, there's a couple of great things happening. Father is doing an amazing uh, new campaign, 90 Days to Liberty. And at the time we record this, day one, February 27th, the first launch email went out. And we want to encourage everybody who is a member of U.S. Grace Force to make sure you're, you're getting those emails and it's engage, be part of this. It's an awesome opportunity. We're really working on trying to drive that something inside of us that, that will really open up and let the Holy Spirit in and get that really outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we really all need, want, should have, the world seems to be ready for, calling for. And we're going to be talking about that tonight. And of course, the 90 days goes up to Pentecost. So please join the U.S. Grace Force. If you're not a member, you can go out to usgraceforce.com, sign up and start getting these amazing emails. There is a link to pray the rosary. There's a number of other prayers in there and just a variety of great things that are really going to help you in the spiritual journey and help our world. And that's really, again, what we're going to be addressing tonight. I want to thank everybody out there who supports us through the Patreon program. Your support is enormous and does so much for us. If you're interested in helping us financially, you can click the link in the description below and go on out, pray about it. And if you'd like to support us with a few dollars every month, that is, again, a great blessing to us. We thank you so much for that. You are in our prayers. Don't forget to go out to the U.S. Grace Force gear page. Get your official U.S. Grace Force gear, your Get Strong t-shirt, your I Kneel for God Alone t-shirts. And, of course, got Gracie. Father's dog, got to get right. that t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie as well. So going out the U.S. Grace Force gear page, again, the link in the description below. Check that out. Um, also, just want to let everybody know, we're, we're making a push here to really encourage people to take seriously the reality of the times that we're living in and get better prepared. So if you're interested in anything that will really kind of drive your knowledge on a natural level, go out to BRCoalition.com. And we've got some great things out there that'll help you take the right steps to be better prepared, body, mind, and soul, especially when it comes to everything from food, water, shelter, medical, defensive, building community, really taking those steps that you look at the signs of the times, you think maybe we should be doing a little bit more of that. So go to BRCoalition.com, check that out. So Father, we wanted to address this, and I think this title is very apropos, I think is the word, if we're going to speak in a foreign language, 
Is the Asbury revival legitimate? And there's speculation. There are people out there who are saying that this whole thing that's been going on in Asbury, Kentucky, at the university out there, that it might not be really any more than some emotional high. And yet, I don't know, Father. I kind of think a lot more is happening behind the scenes. Um, and just give everybody up to speed, if you're not familiar with Asbury, it began in general with a prayer service that just ended and a handful of students stuck around. And more stuck around, and then more showed up, and it went for 13 or 14 days before the university started to put some, some restrictions and boundaries on it. People started coming, it was around the clock, 24-7, and then people were coming from other states, and it is said that some even came in from other countries, because they felt this call, this outpouring of some sort of the Holy Spirit here, not some sort, they felt an outpouring of some sort from the Holy Spirit, driving them, calling them to come to this. Non-Catholics, Catholics alike have been part of this, and many speak very highly of what's going on here. Now, other universities are starting to do this, too. I think, Father, you had told me you've heard up to even 20 different universities. Yeah, 20 or more. It's, it just seems to be exploding. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big part of it, I know Catholics out there, I've seen some posts on social media, Father, I get your opinion on this. They'll put out there... Yeah, you know, so this revival's been going on for 13 days, but we've had adoration for over a century, yeah. and we've had the mass and confessions and so forth. And you and I talked about this. Right. Absolutely. The fullness yeah. of the faith in the Catholic Church. Right. But I got to say, you know, I'm not seeing people, you know, lining up outside the churches for confession. Yeah. I'm not seeing people, you know, knock down the doors for adoration. I wish. I mean, there's there's places, but I mean, it's it's what 0.00 percent you know yeah 0.001 percent yeah yeah so yeah, it's not a lot know, in other words yeah father i mean what what is your take on the asbury um revival that's been going on well when i heard about it i i mean i was i was hopeful i i because we need this so bad and you know i i i connected some dots you know i keep doing that but but uh brother connect know, the dots I, Exactly. But uh, I put out a call for us to pray for this 90 days. And again, we're recording on day one here. But uh, I, uh, I I chose the Feast of St. John Bosco because it was a good, a, a perfect time before we start on February 27th. So that would be January 31st that I announced it and asked everybody to get on board. And it's 90 days to liberty. We had done it in the past. We've done 90 days to peace. and uh, and, and I just felt, you know, the oppression, right, Doug? I mean, it's just, it's, no matter who you talk to, it's every day, it just seems like there's something else that uh, is uh, taking away our freedom and, yeah. and enslaving us and, and wanting control over us. It, it's truly historic in these times. And so, and it's diabolical. There's no question about it. Uh, and anyway, so I I said, you know what? Uh, we're in the middle of the Eucharistic revival. Uh, you know, let's pray. Let's pray for 90 days leading up to Pentecost, right? And let's pray for a full-on Holy Spirit revival. And I got it all ready and made the announcement on uh, January 31st. And lo and behold, nine days later, which is interesting too, the first no novena ever was the Pentecost novena. That goes nine days. But anyways, nine days later on February 8th, that's when the Asbury revival uh, was occurring, mm -hmm. uh, right after we announced that we want to be in prayer. You know, I want to talk about that too tonight, uh, Doug, that, um, you know, how important it is for us to call out to God.
Mm. I, and I, I put it this way to beg God for a Holy Spirit revival because you know, we can't put programs together to, to manufacture a revival. Right. It's the, it's the act of God. It's his, it's his act. And, but I believe it, it comes because we need it. Uh, but we're, but we're looking for it. And that's a, as close to this though, Doug, in these comments here is you notice that people were coming from different countries mm. to be a part of this. In other words, the hunger, I yeah. think at one point during this this revival going on in Asbury, they said fifty thousand people, and then they showed the the line outside. I mean, it looked like it went a mile long, because uh, they wanted to be a part of it, and uh, and and then yeah, you get some people that are sarcastic and cynical, and oh, it's emotionalism. Mm -hmm. Come on, you know these people's lives were being turned, yeah. turned away from the world and toward God, and they were repenting and they were renewing and and uh, their lives and and dedicating themselves now to God to me that's a revival right Doug oh yeah and you know the idea that 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 a couple of things come to my mind based on what you just said there is yeah. that people would travel any distance it, it 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 speaks of the idea of pilgrimage and a pilgrimage right. is what you make an effort, you make a physical act of effort, of energy to go to another location to find something uh, with God, to find some union with God somehow. We make retreats. We go out into the wilderness. We go off to another location for a retreat. We retreat to some place in order to have that peace and that time with God. There is always, there has always been something in the nature of, of mankind to want to go put effort into a journey of some sort for a greater good, a higher calling. You know, even in the sports world, people make a journey to go play an away game. And it's a big deal to load up road trip. We're going on a journey because it has some meaning to them. But for people to go and travel, to come and travel from other states or other countries for a moment to be in the presence of something that is recognized as an outpouring of God's spirit says something, I think, along the lines very much of what you said. They're hungry for this. We want something, need something like this. Right. And this is something that, that we just cannot just you know toss to the side. And the point on emotion, I just got to say, look, anybody who doesn't get emotional over your faith, even a little bit, right? I don't know what the heck is wrong with you, okay? I mean, if, if you love God, you're going to have a little emotion in there. Right. If you go through moments of discouragement, there's an emotional moment there. Emotions are indicators. You know, they can be right. you can, not necessarily good or bad. If your I mean, heart is moved, you're going to be emotional. You know? Exactly. You're emotional yeah. when a child is born. You're emotional when you lose a loved one. You're emotional when you get married. You're emotional when, when, when you fall in love. You're emotional when, when, you, when some success comes your way. You're emotional when sadness comes your way. It's not the emotion that we want to be focusing on here. It's what the heart is experiencing on a deeper level. And I don't think you can look at these, these revivals happening on different college campuses and just toss it off as a bunch of emotional wackos out there. I, I right. don't think you can do that. Right. There's something much more powerful, much more profound that it seems to be happening here. Now, the fruit of it, obviously, as we know with anything, is going yeah. to be the big indicator. Right. But I, I guarantee you when they said 50,000 people or so came to Asbury you know, University area there in, in Kentucky... I'll guarantee you, crime did not go up. 
I guarantee you, people weren't littering in the streets and, and, and getting crazy and getting drunk all night. I guarantee you it was it probably brought an enormous amount of peace to the area, peace. to the entire town, the entire community. Yeah. And it, it, let's look at what we've gone through, too, uh, especially over the last two or three years. Oh, yeah. Uh, just brutality. And it, it, people are, are going, you know, I, I don't know about you, Doug, but um, it seems more and more people I'm talking to are, are prepping right now. Oh, yeah. Be yeah. Because it's been so brutal. And the things that are shaping up in the world, people are going, um, maybe something's coming. I don't mm -hmm. know. And I, I got to tell you too, Doug, I'm, I'm um, your, your VR coalition. I'm going to get on it because uh, I, I, I think I got to prep mm. uh, because that's a possibility. Now, having said that, uh, I, my hopeful person says, mm -hmm. what if instead, right? Uh, that we turn toward God. We had a worldwide revival. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? And here we are again in the middle of this Eucharistic revival that's going on right now. Um, I wish I would hear more about it. But we've been we've been in it for s several months, uh, uh, and and I, I believe we will. But but uh, but I don't know, Doug. I, I just I I feel like again the hunger that's that's going on right now because of the oppressive brutality that we've suffered, uh, especially in the last two or three years. And I, I, I think it's been the last 10 years, if you ask me, mm. um, 2013, I think just things started to flip. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I could get into that, but it just seemed like it, we were going in a direction where a lot of people, especially those who are spiritually mature, were going, wait, what, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can marry your own sex, you know, uh, they, they were coming out of that. Remember the Hobby Lobby mm -hmm. and uh, in the case and, and taking away our religious freedoms. Um, and everybody's like, wait, what, wait, what? And then and the White House was lit up with rainbow colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had yeah. so we had a number of these things that were just oh, unfolding. Oh, what about this? How about all the. The uh, the the halftime shows at, at football games and yeah. even yeah. you know family parades, holiday parades. It was all demonic. We yeah. you know is we just had a recent one too where it was another one it was yeah. uh, oh, the know, Grammys. Was, yeah, yep, yep. That was it. Yeah. The theme was all demonic. I, I remember one of these award shows. Everybody was given little red horns to wear in their hair. I got a picture of that in one of my uh, articles that I've done. But again. You know, just just coming, just flooding in this this seeming diabolical evil, and now, and and I say the last two or three years. I mean, one of the things that was 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 shocking was the censorship and the canceling, mm -hmm. and and you know, this was you know, uh, Big Daddy telling us you know what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. I mean, that's that's new in in our you know, land of the free and home of the brave in America. And, and it was like a dawn of a new era of total tyranny and oppression. And, and so you had a lot, you have a lot of people who literally are frightened right now. It was the fear mongering, right. Mm -hmm. And, and literally are living in fear. And, and so, yeah, I mean, bring the Holy spirit, please. Well, that's don't what we call this 90 days to Liberty, you know? Yeah. We want that freedom back. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget the archway of ball that was out in like New York oh, City. Yeah. It was in D.C. 
Yeah. You know, we had that as well. How, how much more egregious can we get when we're bringing a symbol like that and placing it in New York City or in, in D.C., which, of course, the Rosary Coast to Coast, we were there right after that happened. And oh, that was a great story. Bless the ground. with uh, We had an exorcist there. Bless the ground, Father Carlos yeah. Martin. Can I tell that story real quick? Yeah, do. Yeah. That was 2018. And now we're going to connect the dot about 2018 in a second here, too. Yeah. Another thing that occurred. But uh, that was 2018. And uh, uh, Pastor Jonathan Kahn uh, alerted everybody about this arch of ball that they, they were planting first in New York City in 2016, leading up to the election. Uh, both candidates are from New York. And it's it's like a, you know, a, 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 it's a center of, of commerce or whatever. But anyways, but then in 2018, here they come again, and they put it right on the grounds of the nation's capital. And I'm going, what? And it, 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 you can see what they're doing. It's like planting a flag and claiming a territory, Right. And so they were planting the the arch of ball, and again we've been already abused by all these halftime shows and and awards things, and 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 what's happening is that they're especially appealing to vulnerable young kids, and all of a sudden the, everybody's doing Satanism. I mean, it just spread like wildfire across the nation. It was satanic rituals. It became a fad. Uh, it, it, unbelievable. But they plant the arch of ball in 2018. And, and I'm watching this and I'm going, I know we're going to be in the, on those grounds. And I'm going, oh, I hope that they the, they put us, because you can be put in like 40 different places. Yeah, it's, it's really hope, up to them where they put you. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and whatever is available. Yeah. And I hope they put us in the exact same spot. Well, we come out there and it was like a week later. And, uh, and we are on the exact same spot because you could tell by the background and everything. We are yeah. in the exact same spot yeah. where they were planting the arch of ball. And we happened to have an exorcist with us at that time. And, and I brought out, I happened to bring out, uh, epiphany, uh, water, holy water and blessed salt. And I had it in, uh, hundreds of little containers. Yeah. And I asked, little, little uh, yeah. bullet bottles, like, yeah, this. they call them bullet bottles. That's it. There were in hundreds of those. And I asked everybody that was there if they would please take some and just go around the Capitol and let's reclaim surrendered ground back to the Lord. Let's bless the soil. And of course, you can imagine the security guards wondering, why are you spreading white powder all around? But instead, they the, the they got in, they, they got a kick out of it. They liked it. And they were doing selfies with the people that were spreading around the holy water and the blessed salt. Uh but then it turned out that uh, I was uh, being awarded at uh, the Faith and Freedom Coalition on the next Tuesday. And that was a coincidence, too, that I happened to be out there. And it was like right down the road. And there was another person that was being awarded that night. And again, this is coincidence. And the other person happened to be Jonathan Kahn. <laughs> so it was him and I. And I got to meet him for the first time. And uh, we're hoping to have him on our show, by the way. Yeah, um, and we've I'm, been in. You've been you've been in communication yep, with him, and he's yep. he's willing to come on. We just wow. got to get a date lined Yeah, up. he's 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 powerful. And talk yeah. about connected odds. I mean, you know. Well, but anyways, uh, yeah. uh, but but anyways, so I got to meet him, and I got to go up to him and tell him. Oh, by the way, remember that Archibald in the nation's capital? Well, <laughs> we came in behind with an exorcist and blessed salt and holy water. His eyes were like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what did you do?" And uh, but that's an act of God. I mean, yeah. to, to, to have all that line up. And it was all coincidence uh, during that time. But I love telling that story just because look what God does, you know? I mean, again, we could have had one of 40 different spots. We got the exact same spot that yeah. they were at the week before. 
And, uh, and we, again, reclaim surrendered ground. So you never give up on God. Okay. Yeah. God is amazing. And we can't right now. And that's why Doug, I, I'm, I'm at least intrigued by Asbury and yeah. all these other college campuses. And uh, I, I, I was reading some author recently that said, you know, we can't tell God how he wants to do this. If he, sure. if he wants to do it this way, then I, you know, I, I, I'm not a prophet. I don't, uh, I don't predict what, what God will do because every time I do, he does the opposite to make me humble. But, uh, but I do look back and I go, I see what you did. And maybe, maybe just maybe he's picking college campuses because they're, they're the biggest indoctrination factory that we have on, on our nation right now that, that, uh, are, are pushing this pagan woke religion well, on our it, young people. And, and, you know, for the one thing that it does, I mean, it does, you, know, you and I have talked about this since this has been going on, and many others have got to have been talking about this, that we Catholics have, if we truly believe in the, in the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, and he's there, and we believe in the power of confession, and obviously we do, and if we believe in devotion to the Blessed Mother and the power of praying the rosary, especially daily, as she has asked, such as yeah. in Fatima and other places. If we really as Catholics believe in this, and we're watching what's going on at Asbury and other places, right. we need to be really checking ourselves and asking ourselves, is this in me? And, and I'm not talking about the emotional part, but you know what? When I go to confession, I'm pretty emotional at times. When I walk in, sorrow, and when I walk out, joy, Right. right? When I go to adoration, sometimes I don't feel a lot. When I pray the rosary, I don't feel a lot, but I do have a very deep sense. And oftentimes there's an emotional consolation for being at peace and praying the rosary, being with the Blessed Mother, being at peace, sitting before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, there's an emotional peace to that, even for me when I'm in there. And I'm a very kind of overly practical, over -re overly reasonable guy at times. Like yeah, something will happen. You're a guy. I'm a guy in general, yeah. <laughs> and I'll overanalyze. Well, hold on a second. Now, let's look at this practically speaking. And Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's where a lot of guys are. Guys you know, live more in the way. head than the heart, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking that we Catholics have got to be checked. I'm sure priests might be thinking and should be thinking, what am I doing? Am I open to the Holy Spirit to bring a revival to my parish? Am I really doing something with this Eucharistic revival? And we'll get into that a bit. Am yeah. I really doing something with trying to elevate confession? I mean, Father, of all priests out there that I know, and I know many great priests out there, you are the only one that I know that has a 24-hour availability yeah. for confession. If you're there and someone needs you, and if, if to the audience, if you have not seen Father's Rectory, you, you ring the door, you let him know, you walk in, he's got a window cut with a screen on it, so it's anonymous and a kneeler right outside the door of his office. He'll be, he and I have been on the phone many times over the last many years. And he'll say, Oh, Doug, I got to go. I got a confession here. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Someone yeah. comes in the little, the I little, think that just happened today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is, but see, that's, that's Holy spirit revival for you, a priest being available for confession all the time. Well, either the, we believe in the power of God or we don't. Right. And so I do. And, and so I'm going these people are out there and they're defenseless. They're, they're, they're empty of grace. And so the devil's just going to use them like a play toy. I, yeah. And so I love them. I, I, I truly do. So I got to get grace back into them as fast as I can. And that's what I think we're, we're suffering right now mm -hmm. in, in, in our times is a loss of supernatural faith. Do we really believe? 
and so I'm I, I I'm not literally, but almost in panic mode when I think of or see anybody that's not in a state of grace. Mm. They're going to suffer because of that. They're not going to experience the joy. They're going to live an empty and meaninglessness. And then they get into the confessional, boom, grace comes on yeah. and boom, their life is right back lit up again in the life and love of God. So if, so if these students that we see at Asbury and other locations, if they were all Catholic and this moment was going on and priests were on site, I bet you would have seen for 13 or 14, whatever yep. days it was, Round the clock lines. confessions, yes, lines of it, yes, adoration before the blessed sacrament. Yes. And I know we've seen moments like that at certain youth events, youth yes, rallies, we have certain Eucharistic events like that. But we are, you know, what you and I are trying to say, and we hope the audience will take this podcast and others that are out there trying to get this message out. Let's let's beg God that this happens in the Catholic Church, yeah, so that. The Eucharist and the Rosary and the confessional will just be bursting at the seams. Yes, you know, I, I, you know, I, and I, it made me think too of because on social media there's discussion about Asbury and all that, mm -hmm. and I, I, I got to tell you, Doug, I don't get it. I don't get those who say, well, you know, because they're Protestant, uh, you can't really be because you got to be Catholic. Right. And I'm going, wait, 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 wait. Okay, first of all, you can't tell God what to do and how how to do it. Okay, right. but secondly. What if they turn their life around and they fall in love with God? Mm. Now, now they're hungry. Let's yeah. feed them the fullness of the truth now. Yeah. Okay. Because they're hungry and they want to hear it. Let's lead them to the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of confession and get their lives, you know, back in the state. Let's, let's, let's lead them to, to, to the fullness of the truth. Uh, so I, 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 don't know. I love my Protestant brothers and sisters. I truly do. And I, I want to see them saved, and and I and I want to I want to take the treasure chest of our of our faith, and I want to just dump it over their head and say, "See, this is awesome! This is awesome!" But you know, they've got to first have that turning that that okay, I'm hungering now, so I'm ready to receive what you want to give me. Right. And I think maybe that's what God's up to. I don't know. I'm hoping yeah. that's what God's up to. Well. That, and you know, Father, in light of also other things that we are seeing happening in the world right now, currently with this very escalated tension and a possible, yeah. you know, expansion of this war. Yeah. And if anybody's not been paying attention to certain things in the news, and I know there are people who, you know, you get tired of it. It's depressing. I'm not going to watch the news. But we should be knowing that Ukraine, that war there, it's, we're in a year now, just this month. February is a year that this began. And at this point, Russia has made clear that they're very, very bothered by the fact that the U.S. and other countries are contributing so much money. We've done $100 billion from the U.S. alone. Uh, tanks are now going to be going over there. Other countries are donating all kinds of equipment and money as well. And President Biden now just recently goes over to Ukraine and meets with Zelensky and publicly speaks as if, you know, we're not leaving until this is done and so forth and this. Meanwhile, Russia is starting to align economically and politically a little bit with China, a little bit more, a lot more, in fact. And so you've got these pieces of, of the tension escalating and, and rising right now. In addition to that, all the other problems, we don't have to go down the whole laundry list or the litany of them, 
But we all should be aware that there's a lot happening in the world. Now, there will be people who will say, well, we've always had problems. Yes, we have. We've always had, you know, since the fall of man, all kinds of problems. You know, Cain killed Abel. Yes, we know. Um, but there are certain things happening right now that are different than before. When we had Desmond Birch on a couple of weeks back, he talked about the fact that, and he's an expert on prophecy. You know, he's in his 80s, what he said, he's 82, I think, expert on prophecy, revelation. And he made the point very clear that while bishops and cardinals have disagreed with one another in the past throughout the history of the church, I'm sure there was a disagreement between Judas and the other 11. When Judas, of course, betrayed Jesus and turned him in, Peter denied Jesus. I'm sure they had their moments. But Desmond pointed out that what we see now that's different is where the, the difference you know, is over certain issues of the church that have never been disputed, such as is abortion a preeminent evil? Um, as one example, you know what the German bishops are doing by branching off their own way with things like so-called same-sex marriage and so forth and so forth. So we're seeing things now that are different. And at the same time, this revival starts to happen. Right. And Father, I know we were talking before and earlier today about the fact that the USCCB has talked about and announced back in June, I believe, of 2021, right. a Eucharistic revival. Right. And, and, and is there a link in this? And then, of course, we've got this. Who is that that um, that gentleman that uh, you found the video clip on who said to Oh, yeah, the pastor from Australia. That's Dog, it, yeah. You can't make this stuff up. Of course, that's my expression all the time. Yeah. But I, I wrote about this uh, back in April. Uh, what was it? Um, I wrote about it back in April of, of 2021 because I happened across this video of a, uh, a Pentecostal pastor and he was saying that he had, um, you know, uh, received from the Lord. And then that's what this video is, what he received. And um, maybe we could play a short part of it. But a couple of things I want to point out before we, we watch this is, is, uh, is notice in there, he talks about those who honor my presence. You and I were talking about this before we started the show tonight. I mean, these are Pentecostals. What do you mean my presence? That's... That's a real presence. That's a presence of God. But those who honor my presence, he says. Um, and, and then the other thing that was pretty cool, too, is he mentions even uh, Watch Wisconsin. You know, he's over in Australia. Yeah. And he's saying this, this, this revival uh, is going to happen in the United States. And, and he predicted this again back in April. Uh, but the, you, you, the, here I'm going to connect the dots again, Doug, is... Uh, this was about a year and a half after we received the Pew Research Report that said we're down to 30% now that believe it, that that's a real presence, presence, presence on the altar, okay? And so then he has this video, and a couple of months later, <laughs> out of the clear blue, the uh, bishops vote to have a Eucharistic revival. And, uh, and so, you know, you can see all this come together and now we're see seeing these revivals spring up. I said, it feels like the first few drops of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit across the whole land, this, this Asbury and now at, at, at other college campuses. Um, but anyways, let's watch this video right now. I also saw, um, cities being highlighted across America. The Lord did not give give me the names of those cities, but what I could see was there were two types, two types of cities that God was highlighting to me. The first kind 
were um, cities that were lit up, seemed almost literally by hellfire. It was as if they had a red glow over them because of the demonic activity, the demonic forces at play within their, within their boundaries. And uh, they were in complete turmoil because of all this trouble. But I saw that there were other cities that were lit by a holy fire. And the light that shone from them was pure, brilliant, white, and could be seen from across the nation. They stood as beacons of hope in the midst of troubled times, and they were cities of hope and beacons of hope because they were lit up by the strength and purity of the churches within their boundaries. I saw these cities as having churches that were going hard after the presence of God. And I heard the Lord say that I am tearing down the old structures that have hindered the move of my Holy Spirit. In the midst of chaos in the United States, I will surround with favor those churches who honor my presence. If you've ever had a heart and a hunger to go hard after God, now is the season to press in. These churches and these cities will be beacons of hope and lighthouses from which will pour deliverance, healing, and restoration of broken lives. I also heard the Lord say that these places would be miraculously provided for. Revival is coming to these places and to these cities, but it will not be orderly or scripted. There is a bit of a Pentecostal tradition in the United States of America that if, you, uh, if you're going to have revival, you invite this preacher in and he's there for a week and the church is strengthened, those sorts of things. There's not going to be an, an orderly kind of... Um, this is not going to be an orderly outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is going to be a fire of God that comes and hits these churches. There'll be nothing orderly about it. Um, there will be nothing scripted about it. It will be an outpouring. I heard the Lord say this specifically. This will be an outpouring that no man can control or bend toward their own gain. That's a very important facet, that bending toward their own gain. Plenty of people have tried to profit from moves of God in the past. This will be a kingdom revival where my servants will shine in humility and love and through whom I will pour out my spirit in absolutely unprecedented measure. Um, finally, at the, at the end of this, this um, visionary process and the, the, the word that the Lord has been releasing to me over the last couple of weeks, I heard the Lord say specifically to keep your eyes on the state of Wisconsin um, something that will have a profound impact on the nation is going to occur there. Now, um, the last time the Lord gave me a word like this was um, when I was preparing a, um, a, a prophetic word for our church at the beginning of um, 2019. And as uh, the Lord gave me some specifics about what was happening in Europe, I heard him say, Keep your eye, keep your eyes on the nation of Ukraine. And all the way through, I was watching Ukraine. I knew that Chernobyl was there. I knew that there were that there were all sorts of um, dramas playing out in that country. But what the reason that the Lord was highlighting the Ukraine was what was about to happen with the impeachment of Donald Trump. And so um, I see that that um, in this current situation, God is is asking. The church in the United States of America, those who see this video, part of the remnant church, um, to keep your eyes on the state of Wisconsin because something is going to happen there that's going to have a profound effect on the United States of America. And when that happens, you will have an absolute confirmation that this is a, a true prophetic word 
and that God is coming in revival. He is going to protect his church. He is going to surround with favor those who go after his presence. So in closing, I just want to encourage you to fast, to pray, to intercede, to worship, to prophesy, to declare, and to decree from your position in authority that the United States of America will remain a nation of destiny under God and will return to its true foundations and not be drawn away any further. God bless you. If I get some more from the Lord about the U.S., um, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll be putting it, putting it up. And notice that he talks about keeping eyes on Ukraine. And this right, is this two is years 2021. ago. 2021. Yeah, two yeah. years ago. Almost, yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, so well before the invasion began yeah. from Russia. So the fact that he gets... And those are like little confirmations, aren't they? Of, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, that's message. it. Yeah, and I, I just think that, you know, we have to realize that God's going to do things in, in, in different ways that are really going to confound us. He does that all the time. He confounds right. the wise by doing things in mysterious ways. Sometimes it's cryptic. Sometimes it's a little, right. whoa, did you really mean that, Lord? Is that? Right. And then something confirms something, and then something's in the heart, and something just doesn't, you know, God just, he sits there. You know, have you ever had those moments yeah. where you're praying for something, and it just sits there? You just kind of feel like, okay, and it's not a bad thing, you know, it, you just, God's, he's just there. He's, right. he's making himself abundantly clear somehow. And so when we see these I, th I think when we see these outpourings of the Holy Spirit coming in different ways in the world, I think it's impossible for us just to toss them aside as if they're not important or as if they're not legitimate. So is the Asbury revival legitimate? We don't know for sure with regards to um, the, the, the depth of it in everybody's lives until the fruit really is shown. But right. initially on the surface, and I think it's much deeper than just the surface, my own personal feeling, yeah. is that something is definitely happening that is very, very good and very much directed towards Almighty God and directed towards a much larger picture of what's happening in the world right now with the signs of the times, the prophecies, and God reaching out to hearts that are open. If you're open to God, he's going to get in there somehow. You know, right. whether you're Catholic or not, obviously he wants us to be coming to the Eucharist. Obviously yeah. he wants us to be, you know, you know, let's, let's embrace the fullness of the Catholic faith. Let's, let's pray the rosary. Let's, let's come to our Lord and, and, and be healed through the sacrament of confession. But my goodness, for people out there who don't know anything about any of those things, and many people don't. Yep. And part of that is because of such weak evangelization on the part of, of, of many Catholics, myself included over the years. I mean, I know I haven't always done the best job. But let's let's not look at these moments like Asbury and other events like this as ah, it's just some emotional high. I don't think you can do that. I don't think that's I don't yeah. think that's fair. I, I, I you know I, I'm thinking right now and I'm thinking again of the squawkers that go well you know because it's not Catholic it can't really blah blah blah. You know what it reminds me of Doug hmm. the, the Pharisees who says why does he eat with dine with uh, tax collectors and hmm. sinners and Jesus yeah. goes wait a minute here now. <laughs> okay, I'm not call, come to call the righteous. Yeah, I could say self righteous. Yeah, in the, in some cases, but I've not come to call a, a righteous. I, I've come to call sinners, and you know those who are willing to be, you know, admit we need the mercy of God. We need we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I yeah. I need you, God. I think well, sometimes if we're not careful, you know. Uh, we're kind of tracking along. We talk about kind of a punch o'clock faith and, yeah. you know, uh, 
that that you know it, it gets it, it becomes lifeless in itself and it, and now it's it becomes more of how, how do I build my brand even yeah uh, oh yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's a perfect example father of of the Lord himself confounding yeah the so-called wise or religious leaders at the time yeah. that he would be hanging out I mean he talks to the woman at the well a Samaritan woman yeah what, what are you doing you don't what are do you that <laughs> you just you you crazy this is not right this this yeah. is so politically incorrect correct <laughs> yeah. it, it's uh, just not right okay yeah. you know I don't so get we, it I don't get it you're over and over he yeah. he, he confounds yeah. and continues to do that when he uses three little yep. children in Fatima little peasant children who talk about a second world war and yep. Russia spreading the error of her ways no one had any idea what they were talking about it made no sense to anybody yep. Yep. you know uh, only people who have a heart that realizes that god can do what he wants you, you know that's that's where we've got to be here we've got to have an open heart that says you know god's not constrained by anything and he's going to do the best he's going to do what's best for us in the way that's going to shake us up yep but bring as many hearts and souls to the fullness of the faith, to the truth of the Eucharist, to love of the Blessed Mother, and so forth. Yeah. And Father, you know, as we see things unfold, you know, you're watching the news on one hand. I know you you watch it pretty consistently, and I do too, just enough to pay see what's going on, pay attention. What's I want to see what the wolves are doing. You know? Exactly, so you gotta I can be warn the yeah. sheep. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you know, but yet, you know, you, you get on your knees every day before the Lord, and you and you you turn your heart over to Him, and you beg and you pray, Lord, let me hear yeah. you. Let's, you know, what's going on here. But this is, again, a, a real monumental moment here that goes, we're seeing over several years now, a lot of really powerful things happening on a lot of different levels here. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking again, back to the reports of, uh, well, when they interviewed people that were at Asbury and maybe some other places, and you know, a, a lot of them, and I think they actually said these words, but my recollection is they either said these words or the like, they felt his presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there was a strong sense of his presence. I just, that word presence with the, with the Australian pastor, um, but, and with the Eucharistic revival. And, and again, you know, the, the Pharisees, oh, what are you, tax collectors and sinners? You know, <laughs> no, he comes and these people start weeping and turn their life over to God. And, 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 uh, and he, and we know that the, the, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. Now these people are teachable, okay? They're, 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 again, they're hungering. Now we can help them understand. You're not going to believe this, but Jesus actually, there was an article in the um, Catholic Register. Uh, you and I were pointing out to that. And uh, Mary, um, what was her name? Mary. Um, uh, Dr. Mary Healy. That's it. Yeah. And she was pointing out, she she actually in the article pointed out to a handful of pastors that were talking about how they're consuming communion more mm. because they have this longing for, and, and some of them are even going, you know, in the Catholic church, they actually believe that what, what Jesus said when he said, eat my body and drink my blood. Right. You know, so would it be cool? There's a Holy Spirit revival and it all, and in the midst of a Eucharistic revival, what and okay, this just popped in my head. If you're going to have a true Eucharistic revival, you got to have people that have a Holy Spirit experience. They, they've got to turn their lives over so there's an opening, an opening of their hearts, and, and so then they get to that place where they go, "My Lord and my God," 
you know, where, where you, you truly believe, again, there's only, there's only 30% that believe in the Eucharist anymore. And frankly, those are the ones that are the biggest threat to the pagan woke religion. They're attacking traditional people. And traditional can be defined as, as they actually believe that's the Eucharist. They actually believe everything the church teaches and want to follow it. Uh, but, but, the, the, but we need this turning. We need this turning, uh, really revival, really. That sort of means it's, it's like I was dead and boom, you know, you, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get that heart pumping again. And now the heart's pumping in love for God. Okay, now what do I do? Where do I go? What am yeah. I going to do? Come here. Let me show you. Let me yeah, show you. You know yeah. what, Father, one of my favorite scenes in any movie about our Lord is Jesus of Nazareth, the old one from the 70s. Yeah. And it's um, the scene where Jesus is, is hanging out with all the religious elite and Mary Magdalene bursts into the room. Yeah. And, the, and you know, Watch the men are like, oh, no, woman, this is not a place for you. Oh, Get oh, out. Oh, you know, and, yeah, it's a yeah, they, <laughs> contortion of the face. Oh, oh my goodness, oh, what's going on? Oh. And she just rushes in, doesn't say a word, falls on her knees in front of his feet. Yep. He silences them nicely, but he says, Simon, when I came, did you wash my feet? Did you right. this? No, you didn't. And yet she has done this with her tears, dried yep. them with her hair, her hair. And then he reaches down and the scene is beautiful. And when I did the passion meditation for 25 years or so, I would, that was a scene that was in my mind when I would describe this part of the passion is, is she, he reaches out and he takes her face in his hands and he says, daughter, your sins are forgiven. Wow. He says, your my daughter, your sins are forgiven. As you say that. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, she, and he says, and I know they are many, your sins. And I know they are many are forgiven because of the greatness of your love. Yep. And there's because that the moment. greatness of your love. That's it. So if these, if these college students and anybody else who is coming to these revivals is experiencing a moment where their hearts are opening up to deep, true love of God, who can tell them that it's not legitimate? Yeah. And, and again, no one's going to be able to, dis, to judge that in anybody. It's, it's a personal thing between the individual and God. And again, the fruit will be, how do we then live our lives afterwards? And are we open to, to God prompting us and moving us to deeper truth and so forth? That will be up to every individual to, to have to work that out between them and God. But yeah. the greatness of their love. So it was another example, though, when Mary Magdalene comes before our Lord of Jesus confounding them, that he would yeah. take this, this woman of ill repute and forgive I her. I know. Oh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, uh, that's one of the things I love about the gospel stories and, and just you know, so many of the beautiful historical pieces yeah. of our Catholic faith. It goes against the grain. It goes know? against the grain. It's yeah, God yeah. using the most unlikely people yeah. and yeah. doing the most unlikely things that confound the wise. And, and Doug, I, I think you'd agree with me that you and I aren't here to define whether Asbury revival is legitimate or not. No. But we're no. just, we're, we're discussing and yeah. we're pointing out things and, you know, uh, we'll find out because we've been saying too, because it, by their fruit, you will know them. Right. So we'll see the, what the fruit of this is. But uh, but ultimately, I mean, let's be open. Let's hope, yeah. you know, let's say, what if this is the first few drops of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the whole land? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? You know, and don't be like the the, the, the scripture passage just put well yeah. he eats with tax collectors and yeah. sinners you know i yeah. mean that's what it feels like when people are going no they're not catholic so give them, oh, come on you know these are hearts these are these are these are god's children okay 
at first and foremost, and they're turning their heart over to him. Now let's help them to understand everything they want to know about God. Well, because and, and, they hunger in love now. That's it. And along those lines, another one that comes to mind is one of your favorite topics to discuss from the Gospels, and that's Martha and Mary. Yep. You know, Mary's yeah. just sitting at the feet of Christ, just enamored, just yeah, yeah. in the presence. Locked just, in. Just locked in. And it's an adoration. Know, yeah, it's a, it's a form of adoration. Yeah. And, and it, it is adoration. Yeah. The presence of Jesus. And 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 for all of these, you know, again, college students, you know, if if there is a true depth of love going on there and their hearts are open and to the best of their knowledge and ability, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I've been out even in the wilderness, like these rosaries that we have recorded that you're you're now sending out in the emails. Um, we recorded them. I recorded the audio and then, and then my son. Did oh, it. those are beautiful. And the word I like to say is peaceful. Dude. Yes. Oh, that's what beautiful. we're aiming for. And yeah. my son did a phenomenal job. My youngest son, he's 22 years old, Nathaniel, oh, Nate. Nice. And he did a phenomenal job putting these together with the music and the images. And the goal was to take people out into God's, God's creation yep, yep, the through these, these 19 minute rosary videos Yep. where you can go and you can hear beautiful music, beautiful, see yeah. these amazing moving drone shots of mountaintops and yeah. forests and rivers and and just see. Can we play a quick clip of that? Absolutely. Yeah, let's, 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 let's do that right now. All right, here we go. The Descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So this gives everyone an opportunity to go to these places that God created. Yeah. And so if, if, if I'm praying a rosary, and, and or I'm just out you know, in the wilderness somewhere, can I not find the presence of God in that way, in those moments? Well, of course. Is it the same as the Eucharist in the church? No, there's a difference there. 
But to say that we, we can find the presence of God in nature, St. Francis of Assisi is famous for that, and many of the saints, but he in particular, the idea that we have this connection with God, with all the beautiful good things that he has created, that's a, that's a great way to, to, to yep. come closer to God. It I, is. Just, I just think that that's something to be considering when people are, are, are looking at these, uh, these revival moments. Yeah, when you got the Holy campus. Spirit in you, when you got the fire in you, you just love God so much. And then you're like, wow, look what you did. Look at that tree. Look at that squirrel. Look at that mountain, you know? Yeah, you're amazed and, and by you're it. Just, you're, you're amazed. You're grateful, right? Yeah. And and it is, it's 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 not body, blood, soul, divinity. No, like we're, no. Like we're so amazingly grateful to receive in the Holy mm. Eucharist. Yes. But it is God's beautiful creation. We just had the, in this gospel, we just had the story of the creation. You know the temptation yeah. of, of of Adam yeah. and Eve, but uh, but the the point was, look at all this I gave you. Mm. But he just put a little limit on it, just a little limit. You know, mm. and it's like it's. I was telling my homily about that. I said, you know, um, a man being intimate with a woman, go for it, but in marriage, okay? Right, and, right. You know, and and uh, so that God gives you so many amazing things, and go ahead and celebrate it, and be grateful, and. Go out with your family and friends and have a great time, yes. but don't have 18 martinis, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And get yourself in trouble or get in an accident or whatever. Right. But see, it's God's amazing. And that's what happens when you fall in love with God. You fall in love with everything that he's given us and, and uh, the, the, the wonder that is God and the wonder of everything he's created and the wonder that we even exist on earth. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. And that we'll be in heaven for all eternity. Well, I mean, and, it's just... And, and Father, I think you know the way you just described that with the enthusiasm that you did, and you normally do with great enthusiasm, describe the wonder and the awe of yeah. God. That's an example, I think, that I seem to feel is happening at, at least yes. in these, these moments. People are getting in touch with the wonder and the awe of a presence yes. that's beyond them, this presence of God. And if this is all truly legitimate, and again, we're having the conversation because it's important to look at different perspectives yep. from this. But if we see good fruit come from these moments and people are getting in touch with God on this level, who wouldn't want to celebrate that I'm and be thankful so for much. It? I'm hoping so much. And for us Catholics then to look at, okay, we have the Eucharist. Let's, for anybody listening out there, let's ramp it up with adoration and the rosary and confession yep. and the mass and not in, you know, and let's our own reverence in, as we worship in reverence. Know? I was just about to yeah. say, and do it with reverence and yeah. devotion and yep. true loving respect of the beautiful things that God gives us yep. within our faith and our sacraments, you know, have a deep yeah. devotion to Mary, you know, and let, let's show this awe and wonder for the beauty of this mother that God gives us, you know, uh, our blessed so mother. I, I think that's a perfect place to end. Mm -hmm. Well, well said, my friend. Thank you. So I'm going to pray the prayer that I always pray at the end, but let's especially open our hearts to receive what God wants to wants us to receive. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was great, Doug. Good to be with Come you. Come Holy Spirit, let's have a Pentecost Amen. revival, Holy Spirit Amen. revival. Amen. All right. God bless, my friend.